0: Hi, I'm Joaquin Evans, co-senior leader of Bethel Austin. I pray that Jesus ministers to you through today's message and that you are blessed deeply. If you're encouraged, please like and subscribe so you can stay up to date with all of our weekly sermons. Enjoy the message. Thank you, Jesus. Yay. It's the year of increase. Come on twenty twenty four the year of more ask for more i've heard i've heard that somewhere <laughs> thank you jesus <clears throat> yeah i'm excited for um for what god is stirring and what what's happening and um yeah, what is happening um i i feel like we've been in a season i feel like um uh, we, had a, we had a great service on the, the 31st, New Year's Eve, prophetic service, several voices um, speaking into the new year and the new season. Uh, you know, we had videos from Steve Backlin, Pastor Bill Johnson, Chris Valatin, um, as, 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 as well as Dano, McCollum, and Bethany Hicks uh, were here and shared, and Dana and Renee. It was awesome. Um, Bethany Hicks said something specifically about she saw a shift over Bethel Austin, uh, according in the Jewish New Year, which happened in September. And I, and, I, and I have a witness in that in my spirit. I feel like something has shifted uh, in the spirit. So I, I think things have been stirring and that there is a catalytic shift that's upon us that is just going to materialize more as we move into our new calendar year. Yes. Overwhelmed by your response there. <laughs> Does anybody have room for more? Yes. More of his goodness, more of his favor, more of his presence, more of his nearness, more provision, more grace. Jesus. Heaven flows in alignment. And I believe that there is great alignment, there's shifts, there's things that have come into place and are coming into place that is gonna result in a greater release and increase of heaven in our midst come on jesus thank you father oh you're so good yay say it again there's more there you go (laughs) there's more on the way thank you jesus yeah with um you know, there there has been a shift. It's been it's been a ride, you know. Um if you've been with us for you know any length of time, a number of years, obviously we had our our five-year anniversary celebration also in September. And again, part of that part of that shift um am there. And so five years as a church, we did a soft launch uh the year before that with the with the group that moved um from Reading with us and so six years in in Austin and God's doing amazing things (laughs) He's doing amazing things and he's just getting started There's more to come It's been amazing and it's been a ride You know, we just decided to to launch a church in Uh, you know a year and a half before covid which is that's just a good idea and uh you know, so we were we were less actually less a little bit less than a year and a half old when when COVID hit, and for a brand new church, you know, we, you know we had a year and a half of momentum building and all of this, and then all of a sudden everything is shutting down, and you know the world turns upside down. It's a wild ride, and uh, you know we came out of that. We kept thriving through that, and then you know God blessed us uh, so much that we were able to move into uh, this. The, you know, building out this facility, which was amazing, because this is a, the sixth location that we've met in as a church, which is a lot, you know, and uh, just doing the church plant thing and bouncing around, and so God blessed us uh, to move into this. You know, we started this project um, in in the fall of 2020. in COVID, we're just like, yep, let's expand, let's take more territory." The kingdom is expanding. <clears throat> it's amazing. And, uh, you know, but we, we've we run into some challenges. Just, you know, advancement isn't without challenges. But God is always on the throne. <laughs> He's always good. He always causes all things to work together for the good of those who love him. Anybody in love with Jesus in this place? And... uh you know, so we, we our finances were expanding even through COVID, through the shutdown, all of that, our finances were expanding. And we're like, God, we're gonna be people of faith. We're gonna take more ground, right, in the middle of, of COVID. And so we moved into this place and I've talked a lot about it, but because of COVID, the whole supply chain thing became a reality. And this project took six months longer than it was supposed to. And that's, we've talked a lot about that. And, and then, you know, there were, Financial you know the economy kind of took a downturn, so you know you do all your planning, like how much do you need to expand to to afford the, the increase and all that and you know we we expanded families, but the amount per household that people were able to give kind of kind of that dropped some, and so you put all that together, and we're like we've been We've been eating beans and rice as a, as a church, like, praying to, to get through this season, and, and you guys know we celebrated that, that a couple of months ago, we got a half a million dollar gift that broke that, yeah. broke that door open, and um, <clears throat> thank you, Jesus. We were able to, to pay the bank off and the construction loan to do this project, which is amazing. But what, what some of you maybe don't know, and I'm just speaking to uh, the fortitude of this house and what you can do as a people group that, that are locked arms together, that love God and love each other. Yeah, and, and you know through all that, um, you know, we've had, we have four, four staff members who voluntarily gave up their entire salary or part of their salary. To help us um, make it through that season that 's amazing that 's people who are dedicated to Jesus and believe in what he 's doing and the impact that he wants to have in this city you know we you know, we didn't have, see, we didn't have any extra. We're just like, we're like praying month by month, God, like help us, help us make it through. But at the same time, our outreach is, is expanding. Yeah. Come on. People on the streets bringing the kingdom, changing lives. Come on, Jesus. In that time, we were still able to be generous and, and support missionaries on, on, I think, five continents. Come on, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, we got a single, single mom's ministries and moms with littles expanding. I mean, we're expanding left, right, and center because God is good. <laughs> He's not defined. By lack, he's defined by abundance. Come on, overflow. And it is, it is the season to move into the abundance and the overflow of heaven. Come on, Jesus. Listen, the point of all that is that I love, I love this house. I love this family. I love you guys. I love what we're going after together. I love, listen, in hard times, you build strong bonds. Come on, it's the trials and the struggles when you learn who you can lean on and who you can trust and just how far you can go together. Thank you, Jesus. But I feel like the gates are opening wide. And then we get to run faster and further than than we have already. And God has done so much amazing stuff already. Thank you, Jesus. Um, You know, I mentioned the service, New Year's Eve service and prophetic Uh, So much prophetic release, there's just a few key things that that really stood out to me. There was many, but just to mention a few, um, Dan McCollum was talking about seeing prophetically over this house an unprecedented harvest. Come on. Anybody say yes and amen to that? Unprecedented harvest, he was talking about the Jesus people movement where evangelism was just in the atmosphere. It was in the water. You didn't have to overthink it. It was just something that everyone did and it came easy. Yes, Jesus. We say more of that. Does yeah. anybody want to see Austin get saved? Just, okay. We're on the same page. <laughs> uh, Chris, Chris Valentin talked about this being a reset season. Uh, he mentioned in the video uh, January, but I, I had a conversation with him in December. But December and January as a halftime, the sports analogy, where you, where, you, where you make adjustments. What's working, what isn't working, and you re-strategize how to come out of the gate ready to take victory, ready, ready to win the game. And so... There's a, divine, there's a divine moment uh, of wisdom and to revisit with the Lord, to re-strategize with the Lord. Everything that we are doing, everything that you are doing, there's access to a divine strategy. Bethany and Chris, and I love it when the, the agreement of the prophets, not, them not talking, but they both said uh, almost word for word the same thing. But uh, 2024 is a year of second chances. It's a year of second, year of second chances. And uh, specifically, the ability to engage again. Things that didn't work the first time, or even the first or second time, there's grace now. How many people know that, that we learn from our mistakes? <laughs> failures aren't even failures when we learn from them. Yeah, most, most millionaires have gone bankrupt at least once. <laughs> oh, that, that didn't go over well. <laughs> but, <laughs> but the point is they, they know that they, they have an internal knowledge that they have a destiny, that they have a purpose, and that this isn't the end, but this is a learning moment. Wow. They, they take that knowledge and reapply it and they win the second half. Come on, Jesus. Uh, holy halftime. Uh, Dan McCollum also mentioned, and this is where we're, we're going, but he mentioned um, uh, there are angels that are walking amongst us looking for those who are fully given to the Lord because they have gifts of increase available for those who are fully given. Come on, thank you, Jesus. I mentioned Obed-Edom, and I'm not gonna go into it, but I mentioned Obed-Edom in that service, and the Obed-Edom, the story is that the Ark of the Lord, they brought the Ark of the Lord, and the Ark of the Lord stayed at Obed-Edom's house for three months. Can you imagine? <laughs> the Ark of the Lord stayed, they, they stored it at his house, and it said of Obed-Edom that that hit his family and all of his possessions were blessed. They were blessed. They were multiplied. Like, like, and the ark rested his house for three months and his family was blessed and all that he had, his herds, can you imagine? You're just in your house and the glory of the Lord, the ark is there and just, oh, the awe of God, wow. And you walk outside and you had more sheep than you had yesterday. <laughs> Listen, that's the addition, the multiplication of heaven right there. That's how it works. Thank you, Jesus. The keys, keys for more. <clears throat> the, the, the message today is 2024, consecrated space. Um, Second Chronicles, if you got a Bible... I think it'll be up on the screen. 2 Chronicles chapter seven. Turn there with me. Keys for more. Thank you, Father. 2 Chronicles seven. We're gonna read quite a few uh, verses together. We're gonna get all the way to verse 15. Uh, For time, we might might jump over a few. um, But we're gonna lead... Read a lot of verses, which if you love Jesus, that shouldn't be a problem. So, Second Chronicles 7, when Solomon had finished praying. That's a good start. When he had finished praying, fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices and the glory of the Lord filled the temple and the priest could not enter the house of the lord because the glory of the lord had filled the house when all the children of israel saw how the fire came down and the glory of the lord and the glory of the lord on the temple they bowed their faces to the ground on the pavement and worshiped and praised the lord saying for he is good for his mercy endures forever Then the king and all the people offered sacrifices before the Lord. Someone say sacrifices. Before the Lord. King Solomon offered a sacrifice of 22,000 bulls and 120,000 sheep. So the king and all the people dedicated the house of God. And the priests attended to their service. The Levites also with instruments of the music of the Lord, which King David had made to praise the Lord, saying for his mercy endures forever. Whenever David offered praise by their ministry, the priests sounded trumpets opposite them while all Israel stood. Now listen to verse seven. Furthermore, Solomon consecrated the middle of the court that was in front of the house of the Lord, for there he offered burnt offerings and the fat of the peace offerings because the bronze altar which Solomon had made was not able to receive the burnt offerings, the grain offerings, and the fat. I just, we're gonna pause, i want to pause there, we're gonna keep going, but I want us to recognize right, the temple with the outer court, the inner court, and then the most holy of holies you know, beyond, the, behind the veil, the, the, the court, the, Solomon had to consecrate the courtyard to receive the offering. They built an altar to receive the offering, bronze, and I'm sure it was beautiful and ornate, and they built this altar but it wasn't big enough. <laughs> this thing, this space, this this isn't big enough. He had to consecrate the courtyard to receive the offering. Come on, thank you, Jesus. I just thought that was a good point. <laughs> Verse eight, at that time, Solomon kept the feast seven days and all Israel with him. A very great assembly from the entrance of Hamath to the brook of Egypt. You know, it says <clears throat> that they offered sacrifices. That, that I'm gonna talk more about this, but they offered sacrifices. Oftentimes, we think, of, we think of sacrifice, sacrifices that they involve suffering or going without but sacrifices can also result in a feast or a festival or a party in his presence that lasted seven days. That's an extended party in his presence. And on the 8th, Day, verse 9, on the eighth day they held a sacred assembly, for they observed the dedication of the altar seven days and the feast seven days. On the 23rd day of the seventh month, he sent the people away to their tents, joyful and glad of heart. That's what should happen when you come together in the presence of God. <laughs> joyful and glad of heart. For the good the Lord had done for David, for Solomon and for his people Israel. And Solomon, thus Solomon finished the house of the Lord and the king's house, and Solomon successfully accomplished all that came in his heart to make in the house of the Lord and in his own house. Then, here we go, verse 12. Then the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said to him, I have heard your prayer, someone say prayer, prayer. and have chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. When I shut up heaven, there is no rain or command of- or, or command the locusts to devour the land, or send pestilence among my people. Verse 14: If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to prayer made in this place. Come on, Jesus. <laughs> that I believe that God is calling us as a people into greater sacrifice and greater alignment. (laughs) And sacrifice doesn't all, listen, there is a place of sacrifice to the Lord that is like, God, this is hard, but you are worth it. Amen? (laughs) But there is also a place of sacrifice that moves us deeper into his presence where we get to celebrate him continually. Sacrifice can equal joy in his presence. Sacrifice can equal more of him. I don't know about you, but I wanna see the fire fall from heaven and consume the offering, and I want the glory cloud to fill the house. Listen, the the, the priest the priests couldn't finish their work, but you know who's the priest in the New Testament? All of us. <laughs> Listen, when the glory fills the house and we have to crawl to our cars. <laughs> Listen, when we have to crawl out of church, the world is gonna take notice that something different is happening. <laughs> Come on, there is time for more. It is the time for more. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> the, the temple, the dedication of the temple, that the fire fell on the temple, and the glory filled that place. The physical cloud of glory, that's the temple, the house of God, the people of God. Listen, Obed-Edom, when you're lost in the glory, your household is blessed. Even if craziness is going on out there with the other nations, with the surrounding areas, you, you aren't affected because you're in the habitation of his presence. Thank you, Jesus. I believe there's an increase of habitation coming. An increase of habitation coming upon us. The temple is being blessed so much so we're talking about the glory of the Lord filling the temple. But in the world, he speaks of times when this is God, when I shut up the heavens and there is no rain or he commands the locusts to devour the land, or send pestilence among the people. Pestilence is sickness, disease, plagues amongst the people or the livestock. Oh, what about, I believe that we're in a, a pestilence, a plague of, of, of uh, crooked thinking. <laughs> that, that we're in a season where there is a plague of deception over thought and intention of the heart. <laughs> Like when when the enemy is releasing confusion like where a, a man doesn't know if he's a man. Listen, that's not in alignment with heaven. <laughs> but I believe that God is bringing alignment in his house. And out of that alignment is where the fire falls. <laughs> and when the fire falls the world takes notice. Come on, Jesus. The answer, though, is if my people, who are called by my name, if my people will pray. It starts with if, not even when, if, why? Because by his design, he's given us a free will. We get to choose if we're gonna pick up the mantle. (laughs) It doesn't say when some other people pray. It doesn't say, if I attend a house where they're praying. No, if my people, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, come on, can we become a house of prayer? Can we become a house of prayer, that an overflowing place of prayer, an overflowing place of the awareness of his goodness and the declaration and the, and the decree of his goodness? That it's an overflow, not a burden. I feel, like, I feel like the angels right now, I'm like looking around, like who will pick up this word? Who is in agreement? <laughs> that we can be a house of overflowing prayer. Thank you Jesus. If my people who are called by my name listen, will humble themselves. This is this is key. Humility is alignment. Humility is not my will be done, but yours. Humility is God. I, if you're not on it, I will lay it down. Humility brings us into alignment, pride comes before a fall that pride, arrogance, that that is out of alignment and that releases and creates stumbling blocks for ourselves and for the saints. Heaven isn't flowing, but when we say God no longer, no longer my will but yours, we start to come into alignment where we have access. How many people think God has promises for us, for his children, for his saints? that he has goodness already stored up. That he has provision already available. I need a bigger amen than that. He has goodness and provision already available, already stored up, already decreed on his end. Listen, he's a good father. A good father wants all of the best for his children. He's already sent his son who has already paid the ultimate price, who has already opened up the floodgates and torn the veil. He's already released his goodness. What we need is alignment with his goodness. My people who are called by my name, if they will humble themselves. Do you know that when I was preparing this, I heard the Spirit of the Lord say, humility is a banner that the enemy cannot touch. (laughs) Isn't humility is a banner? (laughs) Thank you, Father. How many people know that we're called to be hidden in the Lord? But to be hidden in the Lord isn't for hiding. is for advancing without being touched. <laughs> being hidden in the Lord isn't actually for hiding. It's for advancing without being touched and out, be, out being hindered by the plans of the enemy. <laughs> he, he places a table before us in the presence. He prepares a table for us in the presence of our enemies. Lifted up in the presence where they can observe the enemy can observe us partaking in the abundance of the Father. <laughs> Thank you, Father. Whoa. Listen, humility is how we become. We become covered by the shadow of His wing. Amen. Where the enemy can't touch. Come on Jesus. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. Come on, it's time to take prayer to another level. It's time to take prayer to another. Who will pray and seek my face? Listen, to seek my face is the prayer of intimacy over the prayer of, of production. It's the prayer of being over the prayer of doing. <laughs> Listen, that, that we need to move away from the prayer of, oh, God, will you do this? And will you do that? And will you take care of that? And I need this. And Listen, he, he's a good father, not a distant uncle. Listen, we approach God sometimes like he's the uncle that we never see, but he sends an envelope with cash in it sometimes. And we're like, God, can I get one of those envelopes? No, he's not a distant uncle. He's a good father who wants us to crawl up on his lap. who want us to, to lean in, to ask him what he cares about, what he's thinking about, what's bringing him joy, what's breaking his heart, and for him to know our hearts that way. And out of that place, something supernatural, wonderful, and miraculous happens. Out of that place, he goes, hey, what is it that you want? And at that place, all the floodgates of heaven Open up. Come on, thank you, Jesus. We humble ourselves in prayer. Pray. Alignment gives us access. Prayer is the pump that causes what we have access to to flow from heaven to earth. When, when heaven is flowing, when, when the oil of his reality and presence is flowing, it's the oil, the oil of heaven. When the oil is flowing, flowing, the oil is the anointing that breaks the yoke. The oil is the unity of the brethren. The oil is the supernatural provision of heaven. The oil is the realm of miraculous. Dano spoke of seeing the creative, miraculous realm. Not just healing, but the miraculous, creative, miracle realm increasing in our midst. <clears throat> Thank you, Father. See, <clears throat> if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways... Again, alignment. God, not my will, but yours. That I believe that this is a season of consecration. Thank you. I believe this is a season of consecration. I believe that there's a grace to lay things down. I believe that there's a grace to lay things down that have hindered us. This is the year of second chances. This is the year of redemption. Listen, that thing that we've tried to lay down two, three times a hundred times, and it hasn't worked yet. now is the season. There's grace to lay it down. And when you lay it down, you move from the outer court to the inner court. When you lay it down, you move out of your will into his will. When you lay it down, you come into alignment. With the Father, Come on. thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Alignment. The fire is gonna fall. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. It's 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 time. It's time. And I'm speaking right now to those who are with us. This is this is your house. You're with us. If you're if you're visiting, uh, this. This part doesn't maybe apply for you, or or maybe God will speak to you right now, and maybe it does. But I believe God is saying this is time for many to move from observing to owning. Come on, it's time to own this space. And we own this space so we can own that space. It's time to own this space. Guests guests come to enjoy, but family comes to contribute. We need to play our part in affecting things in the right direction of history. Amen. Listen, 100 years from now, history is going to look back at this time and look at men competing in women's sports and, and, and men marrying each other and, and, and students showing up uh, proclaiming to be animals to school and being given permission to do that. They're going to look back at that and not go, wow, what an age of enlightenment. They're going to go, that was insanity. <laughs> Listen, if you look at history, this thing repeats itself. Whenever society goes that realm, in the moment, the, the enemy tries to trump an enlightenment. <laughs> but history never looks back at it that way. In fact, that is, that is always the beginning of an end of a society. But is someone gonna say, not on my watch? Yeah. Not on my watch. <laughs> Whew, thank you, Jesus. Come on, alignment, someone say alignment. Yeah. Alignment yeah. with heaven. Yeah. We, we need to own, listen, if you're with us, we need to own prayer and we need to own worship. We and we need to be in the word, I'm preaching the word, but corporately, we need to own prayer, and we need to own worship. I was so encouraged last night, Saturday night prayer, after, you know, after a long break, we took the holidays off, we came back, the place was packed, there's 80, 90 people just going for it, like genuinely seeking God's face. Thank you. Thank you for being that, people. And I realize not everyone can come every Saturday night. That's fine. Come when you can. Yeah. <laughs> but here's a bigger one. Can I share my heart? <laughs> yes. My heart is that we would start, we would, that we would begin to start worship where we're leaving off. Yeah. I mean, I, lo- I love the worship in this house. <laughs> And like, we get to this place in worship, but what if we can, instead of getting there over 45 minutes, what if we can start there? What happens then? Again, I'm just sharing my heart as a pastor of this house. Listen, there's an opportunity to go from observing to owning. What if we do corporately, we're like, we increase our ownership. I'm not coming any longer to observe, I'm coming to create a place, to to create a a, uh, sanctified, consecrated place. I am coming to do that. How many people know we have five minutes of prayer before service? (laughs) Do you know how many people are in the room for that? About 80. I got really quiet. <laughs> I'm just saying, listen, this is, this, is, this is not, well, maybe it's a rebuke, I don't know, take it how you want, but. But I'm just saying, what if, what if there was 200 people in the room for that who got to church early, who already got their coffee, who already said hi to people, and are in the sanctuary up at the front, ready to shift heaven corporately. Come on. <laughs> listen, we get to these realms in worship, but what if we could start there? Yeah. Listen, again, take it how you will, right? But there's, but there's 100, 100 people in the room, the first two songs of worship, and by the end, there's 400 people in the room. But listen, if we love Jesus, is getting to church on time that big of a hurdle? I don't even care if you're mad. (laughs) Listen, listen. Solomon, the altar that he created wasn't big enough to hold the offering. They had to consecrate the courtyard. What if, what if we go from observing to owning, like, oh, I am a part of this movement. I'm gonna get there early. I'm gonna be there for five minutes of prayer. I'm gonna be there at the start of worship, <clears throat> ready to go, prayed up, engaged, ready to, to bring my effort along with your effort together, our agreement, we're gonna shift heaven. Whoa, what happens? Listen, I realize we, got, we got three kids. I realize stuff happens. <laughs> Every once in a while stuff happens, but what about all the other times? What happens when there's 400 people in the room at the start of worship? Like, not coming in the door, like in, like up at the front, like this, ready for the first chord. Maybe the fire will fall. Maybe the glory will start to fill the temple. Come on, Jesus. There's angels who are walking. Sanctuary looking for those who are fully given. If you feel like there's increase upon you. Kessa, can you come on the keys? I'm just gonna pray. But I'm gonna, I'm, I'm just gonna put it out there. There's an invitation to move into greater realms of ownership. Listen, I wanna own prayer. as a house. And listen, if you can come Saturday nights, that's great. Prayer is bigger than that. (laughs) But if you can come, come. Something is happening. (laughs) The people who are there realize something is happening. We are shifting atmospheres. And in fact, I think some of that alignment shift that started back in September is in direct proportion to those seeking his face on Saturday nights like that. Listen, if you can come Saturday, awesome, come. But most of us can get here before five minutes of prayer to be ready to go. And listen, there's no shame if it's one of those crazy days and your kids are going, you're pulling your hair out. I get it, what about the rest of the time? Come on. on. (laughs) That's right where we're going. (laughs) Owning prayer. Owning worship. Listen, back to Danos. word, are owning outreach. <laughs> owning, like sharing the gospel. It doesn't have to be crazy. It doesn't have to be scary. I you can talk so much. I mean, I was just at, one of my favorite things to do, we were at dinner the other night, the waiter, and I just said, we were at the end of the meal, and I just said, hey, if God could do one thing for you in this season, what would it be? Do you know that's a really low-hanging fruit question? Like, people don't run away from that question. <laughs> and then they start to share and they open up and he started sharing about his mom and he'd been newly coming to this relationship with God and it was beautiful and he's attending the Catholic Church but he had this whole beautiful exchange and we get to share that we love Jesus and like it opens up this beautiful thing, Right? What, what's the point? Evangelism doesn't have to be this big hairy monster. We're just supposed to tell people about what God has done for us. We need to own prayer. We need to own worship. We need to own sharing the gospel. Come on. If you feel a call for greater ownership, it can be all those areas. It can be one of those areas in particular. <clears throat> I'm gonna pray for you. So I'm gonna ask you to stand up. And listen, I, it doesn't need to be everyone. Again, you know, it could be visiting. Like, listen, let's, this is not a social pressure moment. Like, oh, I gotta stand up. No, I want the people to stand up who want to stand up. Yeah. Come on, thank you. God bless you. Cause the fire falls on sacrifice. Listen, I I, I prayed. We had a we had a wild um, <laughs> we had a wild holiday break, you know, but I just feel this this season of consecration and I I thought about a corporate fast and I just felt like God was just doing it in the atmosphere and I've had about three people this morning tell me things that they're fasting but I feel like not corporate, like hey, let's all do the same exact thing. I feel like God is moving on individuals to bring greater alignment. The oil is flowing. If you feel like that word is you, that stepping into ownership or stepping into a greater measure of ownership, and listen, if you're gonna do something with it. Share your faith, show up early, pray. Listen, the other thing I didn't mention, connection. We started by locking arms. Look, listen, get in get in a life group. Get on a serve team. It's not just about meeting the need, it's about locking arms with people to accomplish a purpose. And in that power is released. Whew, I'm gonna pray. But I feel like there's actually an anointing. What is that? It's a supernatural empowerment to do by the grace of God, what you couldn't do a moment before. And I feel like some of you are gonna feel a weight come on you, and I feel like you're just supposed to, in a moment, you're supposed to come to the front, and that's you saying yes to God. There's also some of you who are like, God, I need to step into greater alignment. This is a place of consecration, because in the alignment, heaven flows, And you're supposed to just step out and come up and just have a moment with God. Not my will, God, but yours. So, Father, I just thank you for the family. Thank you, God, for the yes. And I ask, well, for those who are saying yes to greater ownership, I ask that the oil of heaven would begin to come on them. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Yeah, the oil, the anointing, the supernatural ability by God's grace to do what they couldn't do a moment before. (laughs) A moment before evangelism felt big and hairy and now it won't. (laughs) Getting to church early felt too difficult, but now it won't. Knowing that I can shift atmospheres with my prayer felt too big for me and now it won't. The anointing of God. But listen, if you feel a weight on you, and you're supposed to respond, just do it. Just come to the front. And if you feel the invitation for alignment, just come to the front. And I bless you. I bless you. I bless you. I bless you. In Jesus' name. I bless you. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Bless you in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Now, I didn't intend to do this, but this is how I ended last week with this, the priestly blessing, but I just felt it right now and praying this over you one more time. This way you shall bless the children of Israel. Say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Thank you for your yes. (laughs) Come on, remember... Sacrifice is also the entrance to a celebration. (laughs) And I believe we're getting ready to move into a feast season with the Lord, an extended celebration of his goodness, but it's dependent on alignment (laughs) and ownership. So I bless you,